Welcome back to Something Ominous. This is your host, Jessica. And I'm Karina. And this is episode nine. Yay. So we are going to have to skip next week. We are going on vacation. Woohoo. And honestly, we haven't been on vacation together in a long time. It's been since what? Like 2018? 2016. 2016. That's crazy. Yeah, we haven't yeah. gone anywhere together. We used to take yearly trips, right? Like, yeah. I think when once we felt more comfortable in Mexico, I guess when I kind of, Cartelas decided to stop. No, not even because they're still kind of out there. It like calmed down for a little while. And then we went back. For what, like two, three years in a row. And then we just stopped going all together, I feel like. Yeah, I think it got bad again because then you guys started going to Cancun. Yeah. Yeah, but you're going to be joining us. Yeah. So we're excited and we decided to take next week off, which is going to be episode 10. But we will be back with a really good one. We're so excited. I'm really excited. Like I'm excited. Karina is terrified yeah i'm scared we're definitely gonna be researching at a coffee shop i even told jessica i'm like what if we record outside we like, can <laughs> we can honestly I'm, I'm okay with it if you know i don't know we, we can okay we'll have to figure it out or maybe we can just look up some cleanses get our medium ask her what we should do i <laughs> know she's gonna be like no lo haga i know she's gonna be like how about you quit <laughs> you want to get started all right, so I think I have a fun one today. So many have heard of the Lincoln Park Zoo since it's one of the most historic zoos in the United States. It's in Chicago. I haven't heard of it. You haven't heard of Lincoln Park? No. Zoo? It's in Chicago. It was founded in 1868, and it is also the only zoo in the U.S. with free admission. Besides known for its history, it is also known to be one of the most haunted places in the U.S., so a little backstory on the zoo, it was actually built on a cemetery. The cemetery, known as Chicago City Cemetery, was built in 1843. Soon after, a cholera outbreak caused residents to fear that the burial of the victims would spread the disease since it was close to a water supply. It was then ordered for all the families that had their family members buried there to remove the bodies and take them to another cemetery. What? It's like kind of messed up. Like they were like, hey, like we're moving the cemetery like... Get your loved ones and move them somewhere else. That's, That's so sad. It reminds me of that Lake Lanier. Have you heard of Lake Lanier? I think that's the name, Lake Lanier. It sounds familiar. Atlanta, Georgia. There's been oh, so many deaths. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was a city. It's a a man-made lake mm-hmm. that was built on top of the city. And a lot of people couldn't remove their loved ones' bodies. Oh. So you're like swimming on top oh, of yeah like possible bodies and everything no actual yeah oh man so on the night of october 8 1871 the great chicago fire spread throughout the cemetery grounds the fire lasted three days and burned over three square miles of the city many of the grave markers at this time were made of wood making them flammable and hard to find after the fire was over so the graves were nearly impossible to retrieve after the cemetery was destroyed that sucks. Yeah. So while they did that order of, you know, you have to remove your family members, in that time, the Great Chicago Fire also happened. So many of them were just impossible to find. That yeah. makes me so sad for the families. I know. But the city had to continue its plans to create Lincoln Park. That caused Lincoln Park Zoo to be buried over what is thought to be about 15,000 bodies still buried underground. 
The zoo is made up of 35 acres and contains about 1,100 animals and 200 species. Like I mentioned, the entrance to the zoo is free and I looked up how the zoo is managing to stay free. The website said that 80% of the zoo's operating costs are supported by zoo members, donors, and visitors and a subsidy from the Chicago Park District covers the remainder. So a lot of the information I found about its haunted history was on the American Ghost Walks website written by Ursula Bielski, who was a paranormal researcher and investigated the Lincoln Park Zoo. In the investigation, it was found that the spot with the most encounters is located in the Lion House basement, specifically in the women's restroom. Throughout the years, women that have entered the women's restroom report seeing apparitions dressed in Victorian clothing when looking in the mirror that will vanish as soon as they turn around. Mm. When you see the layout of the restroom, there's a line of sinks with mirrors down both sides of the wall parallel to each other. So like if I'm looking into the mirror, I can see the mirror and the sink behind me. If that makes sense. So, so it's it, like a portal. Yes. It creates like the infinity effect. Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to say that on a side note, it's said that there's a belief that mirrors can entrap ghosts kind of like, like create, it's a ghost trap pretty much. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the equipment called the Devil's Toy Box. It sounds familiar. So it's pretty much a cube made up of mirrors that's supposed to trap ghosts. And inside they put contact microphones so you can hear what the ghosts are saying that are trapped inside the box. Okay, yes. I, I mean, I've heard of the box, but I didn't know how it worked. Yeah, so it makes for like good EVPs. So anyway, when Ursula went to investigate the woman's restroom, as soon as she set up the EVP, she heard a male's voice sternly say, get out, there's a woman in here. Later, when a medium visited this location, she said that there's a male spirit that keeps out other males, whether dead or alive, from entering the woman's restroom. So it's kind of like they're just protecting the restroom and telling everybody to get out. Respectful. Yeah. During Ursula's investigation, she also took a lot of photographs, and since she had the recording going on at the same time, when she later listened to it, she heard a male voice say, will you look at me? Oh my god! Yeah, there was like a lot of activity in this restroom. In every investigation, she usually will ask the question if there's anything she can do for the entities that remained here, and in her recording, she heard the same male voice say, help me, with leaving. As she ended the night, she asked, is there anything else you'd like to say before we go? And said that she expected to hear more activity because ghosts will usually try to rush and say like one more thing before the investigation is over. But she simply heard a voice say, turn out the lights. Good night. And there's another investigation by the Chicago Paranormal Investigators. Actually, all of their investigation is on YouTube. I'll link it on the show notes because they show the actual EVP recordings. There's a clip where they don't seem to be asking a question. It's more like the investigators are just talking to one another. But in the background, you hear a voice say, help me. Like that. Like It's like, help me. I wonder if all of this has to do because of the fire. Mm-hmm. But they were already dead. But I think people died in the fire as well. Actually, yeah. I didn't look into that. No. Like if anybody was caught in the fire, like in this in area the cemetery. that died. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I kind of froze mm-hmm. for a little bit. Because I was like, well, maybe someone that worked there was trapped yeah or someone visiting i can't remember what time the fire started but yeah i wonder if it's someone like ghost someone obviously is ghost but someone that died there the ones that were buried there originally yeah be also saying like help me yeah in one part when they ask are you part of the cemetery that was here a male voice answers yes i was 
In the same investigation, they picked up another voice that sounded a lot like a child saying, he's talking over us. <laughs> so it was like they were talking and then a little kid says, he's talking over us. How rude. <laughs> yeah. Like there was just so much activity and like voices going on in their recordings. They also brought a camera known as SLS camera that a lot of paranormal investigators use. It measures the different temperatures in the room as well as sends sonic signals to reveal things that may not appear to us. It looks kind of like those thermal videos where everything's grayed out and like the person looks red, but they, mm -hmm. the apparitions will also appear red. Yeah. In the video, they didn't ask a specific question, but a stick figure-like apparition appeared laying on the floor. The woman investigator pointed it out and asked, are you showing us where you died? Were you killed here? It appeared one more time, but there was no more recordings. So nowadays, you can go on a haunted ghost tour at the Lincoln Park Zoo. The tour is about 75 minutes long and it costs around $35. So they take you on like a walkthrough inside and outside of the Lincoln Park Zoo. And I think for the first time in an episode I cover, I think I would really like to visit this place and even join a ghost tour. What? Why? Yeah. Tell me why. Um, Because it's a zoo and I can see like okay. chimpanzees. Well, <laughs> well, I'm also scared. <laughs> but you'll do it during the day. No, I, I could do a haunted tour at night in the zoo. So they do these tours at night with the... Mm -hmm. I, how do the animals act? Because you know how they're very sensitive. I wonder. Oh, yeah. I wonder how they act. That's what I'm like. I'm I'm intrigued. I, yeah. I would want to do it and check out their vibe. That probably like creeps you out too. Like it adds on to the yeah. like, creepiness. I don't know. Like the way they act. You know, like the story with the chickens that I mm -hmm. told on the last episode. Mm -hmm. Like that. Like I wonder how they're going to act with all the ghosts. I, I don't think I've ever heard of it. I mean, I know about the Chicago fire, but I don't think I've mm -hmm. ever heard of the Lincoln Zoo. I'm just surprised that there's a free zoo that you can go to. And they have a lot of animals. It's not like the San Antonio Safari where you're just like seeing deer. They have gorillas, chimpanzees, like penguin exhibit. Mm -hmm. There's an admission to get in for the ghost tour? Yeah, for the ghost tour, yeah, that's $35 because it's a guided tour at night. Like, I think it's small groups too. Oh, I'm sure that's um, how they make some money. But the actual zoo, like during the day is free. Yeah, that's probably how they make some money too. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's my turn. And I'm going to struggle because this case is from Poland. Oh, so I don't know Polish. A lot of the names are a little hard to pronounce for me. Mm -hmm. Just going to wing it. The murder of Katarzyna Sawada is known to be one of the most horrific murders in Poland history. Katarzyna Sawada studied religion in Jagiellonian University near Kraków. Look at you with your pronunciation. I really Kraków. tried. I tried. I was like, all right, this is how the dictionary says you have to pronounce <laughs> it. I'm going to spell it out like that. She's described by her friends as nice, but a sad and withdrawn person. Katarzyna suffered from depression since her father's death in 1996. Her and her father were extremely close and the outdoors really bonded them. On one of those outdoor hikes, her father slipped and fell, breaking his spine. Katarzyna blamed herself for this and took his death very hard since she was there to witness the accident. Oh, man. Yeah, he died a little bit after breaking the spine. So it mm -hmm. seemed like he went to the hospital and he couldn't recover and passed away shortly after. Now, on November 12, 1998, Katarzyna's mother goes to the police station trying to report her daughter missing after she missed an appointment with her therapist at the psychiatric clinic to treat her depression. But the police turned her away and told her she'd have to wait 24 hours before reporting her missing. You know how they do that. Yeah. 
So most police departments will ask that you file a police report after 72, 48, or even 24 hours. Katashina was an adult, so some police officers will advise you to wait in case they return. Mm -hmm. Now, you do have some departments that don't care how long the person's missing. Like, they'll take it serious and go ahead and take the report no matter what. I guess it just depends on who you get that day, what officer helps you out. Yeah. And especially if you feel like the person that you know is in danger. And it's not clear within the articles that I read if her mom disclosed her depression to them or not. Yeah, that's always been frustrating to me when I hear cases, especially like young adults or like teenagers when they go missing and they're like, well, maybe it's a runaway, like see if they come back. It's like precious time is wasted. I know. But what if it's not a runaway? You know, like I, yeah. I, I feel like they should. They should take it serious, take the report, because you just never know. Yeah, I think so, too. So I did use Google Translate to translate the articles, but it was imperfect. I found a few English articles, and then I did look at a YouTube video, and all of this is going to be linked in the description. On January 6, 1999, a sailor on a tugboat makes a sudden stop when something gets stuck inside a propeller. The sailor goes down to investigate and notice something weird wrapped around the propeller. They described it as something strange and long with a foul smell that appeared to be pale and spotted. When the sailor got a closer look, he noticed that it had a human ear attached to it. What he discovered wasn't a body. He discovered a human skin suit. Nothing else. No organs. No physical body. Just skin. Like just floating skin. Floating skin. And this case is actually known as the skin case. Ugh. So skip 30 seconds to a minute if you want. I'll be describing the picture of the bodysuit and it may be a bit disturbing for some. So I looked up the pictures of the skin or the skin suit. And the way I can describe it is a piece of bathing suit. So think of the shape of a one piece bathing suit. Mm -hmm. There's no arms, no legs or head, but the skin from the neck is still attached. So the head wasn't decapitated. Her face was completely gone. He didn't cut around her eyes or nose, but he left the left side of her face still intact. Just the skin. That's where the ear was attached. Does that make any sense? Um, Kind of. So like the left side of her face is still intact. Yes. With her ear, her nose, her eyes. No. Oh. He cut all of that. Like the actual face wasn't attached to this bodysuit it was just the left side of her ear that was attached so think of it like your left your left side all this yes all that yeah with the neck with the neck skin still attached okay and then the sailor also saw that the nipple areas were the nipple area was removed later dna was used and determined that the skin suit belonged to katarsina Authorities believe that the killer wore the skin suit. A few days later, they found a leg floating in the river. Um, Her arms and face weren't found. It was just a leg. Ever. They were never found. Then they believe that whoever murdered her wore the skin suit. You look so disturbed. It's just like the pictures in my head are so graphic. I'm like trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah. So it was a suit where he could or she, whatever, could put their hand through it yep that's what i say. think of a bathing suit yeah and there was a slit in the middle of her cleavage Mm -hmm. coming down to the side of her like ribs Mm -hmm. where her ribs would be and it seemed like that was the opening so they can put their body into the suit 
They believe that she was tortured and skinned alive with surgical precision and then sewed her skin into a bodysuit. Police had never seen something like this before. They brought in the FBI and even they were appalled. I should have taken that uh, the 30 30 second second warning. Whoever did this had experience and this wasn't their first time is what police officers believe. Four months later, a corpse of a man with a severed and scalped head was found. Police identified the suspect as Vladimir W., who was the man's son. Vladimir was seen wearing a mask, the mask of his father's skinned face. Police looked into Vladimir as a suspect for Katarzyna's murder, but there really wasn't any evidence that connected him to the case other than skinning of the body, but no actual DNA. So he was later dropped as a suspect. Katarzyna's case went cold, but officers continued to investigate credible leads. Through continued investigation, officers discovered that the attacker had used a sharp tool on her neck, armpit, and groin to inflict pain. An FBI representative for Europe created a psychological profile of the suspect. They brought attention to his sadistic tendencies, and it was also confirmed that Katarzyna was tortured before her death and the perpetrator was trained in martial arts because of all the bruises in her body. After 19 years, police made an arrest. In 2017, a tip came in. Police received a letter from a friend of a man named Robert Janschewski. Robert was a former employee of the Krakow University of Zoology. He was trained in martial arts. They said that he knew the victim. He was seen visiting her grave several times, and he also had a history of harassing women. It's also reported that he hated women so much. He would dress in women's clothing and would spy on his female neighbors. I was going to say that sounds like he likes women, like he's obsessed with them. Yeah, he's dressing like them. Uh Apparently, like people around them say he hated women so much. He always talked bad about women. Uh and But then dressed like them on the side. Yeah. Robert previously worked in a dissecting lab where he dealt with human corpses. Working in the Krakow Institute of Zoology, he would observe the process of preparing animal skin. He was fired the day after he killed all of the rabbits from the institute during one of his shifts. Like, he's fucking crazy. A neighbor has also confirmed his stalking. One woman told police he'd kept coming to her, bringing her religious materials. Apparently, he, like, became very religious after 1999. Oh, okay. Yeah. She told Robert he may become a saint owning all of these materials, and he replied, with the things I did... I wouldn't if I kept those with me all my life. So the full content of the letter that was received hasn't been disclosed. Police reopened Katarzyna's case and her body was exhumed. With new advanced technology, they found botanical traces in her body as well as organic fiber. This meant that she wasn't murdered near the river where her body was found. When Robert was arrested, he claimed he didn't know who she was and never met her. But after making the arrest, traces of blood were found in Robert's bathroom. The blood was confirmed to be Katarzyna's. So this contradicts Robert's story of not knowing the victim. Dumbass. But after so many years, there was still blood there. That's crazy. This yeah, happened. That's what I was trying to figure out right now. I'm like, wow, like this was 19 years later. Yeah. They was, found the blood. Yeah. They found it under the tub. So they said that mm-hmm. they had to... Um, remove the Mm -hmm. bathtub and they found it all underneath robert was sentenced to life in prison and was later found to be schizophrenic 
and some have doubts over his conviction. They say that there was unreliable witnesses and that there's gaps in the murder timeline. But one thing's for sure, DNA does not lie. And that DNA found in the apartment is Katarzyna's, and he claimed he didn't know her, so why would it be in there? But that's the case of Katarzyna Sawada. It's so quiet in I here. I know. I'm like, I have to think about that one. Yeah, I there's really... Up, I want to look up the pictures, but I'm like scared to look it up. But I want to see it. It's not scary. Yeah. It is very gruesome. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it. You know what it kind of looks like? Have you ever seen what um like actors wear whenever like they put on a suit? Yeah, I thought um, about that. I, it literally like that um like the belly. Yeah, the bo- yeah. yeah. It's like a suit that you just put on. That's literally what it looks like. It does. A, a skin suit. Mhm. But a human skin suit. Yeah, I yeah. read that the sailor at first thought that well not the sailor but when they were investigating to see what it was at first they thought it was something like plastic trash or whatever mm-hmm. and they were kind of staring at it like what is this yeah until they noticed the ear and they're like oh shit it's skin it's crazy i mean there's really not much to say it's just horrific it's horrible yeah. how she died there's yeah. there's not a lot of details because he says that he didn't do it so he's not gonna confess you can only go by whatever evidence is there so there's no details on like how was she captured how long she or like why or anything like that no there is nothing because like she just didn't show up Mm -hmm. they don't know how it happened the thing is that she was very secretive with her life Mm -hmm. not a lot of people knew much about her they knew that she was you know a sweet person but they also said that she was very reserved. And I mean, she suffered from depression after her father's death. So they said that she changed a lot after Mm -hmm. all of that happened. He brought a lot of happiness to her. So she kind of kept to herself. And, you know, she was getting help, but nobody knew anything outside of school Mm -hmm. or work or home. That's sad. Yes, a tough case to end for next week. I know. We'll leave you all with that. Okay, but back to the next episode. It's going to be a good one. I'm yeah. excited. So we're hyping. <laughs> we're hyping it up so much. It better be fucking yeah. good. I know. It will be. No, it will be. Honestly, I am going to go to a coffee shop because like, tengo miedo. Yeah. <laughs> I am scared. Yeah, I'm scared too. We're collaborating. So we're not bringing two separate episodes. We mm-hmm. are collaborating yeah, this we're time. we're work on one. Yeah. Karina's doing the lighter part of the episode, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll see you in two weeks. Yes, we will see you in two weeks. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to rate us. And follow us on TikTok at Something Ominous and Instagram at Something Ominous Podcast. And YouTube on Something Ominous. So we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thank you.